Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservant. The great fundamental issue now before our people. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> oh, of course, it's Thank You Forever. That's right. We got it. It's on. On a bright, gotta feel better. Festivus there is we go. Festivus is tomorrow, Corey. It is, and uh, we do have to air some grievances this evening. With uh, yeah, it's, it's a Festivus every day on the Libsert podcast. Dan. Our grievances to be aired with the FBI and conservatives' fake war on Christmas. This war on Christmas is going to get kicked off any day now. I got the whiskey out. I'm half in the bag already. It's going to be a, a good holiday weekend. He's Corey Walsh. He's Dan Griffin. You're listening to Libservative. And Bing Crosby, of course. You're probably going to get booted off of YouTube any second, Corey. You know, we do not have the rights to this song. So we're probably going to get booted off YouTube any second. We do not have the rights to this song. Are you saying that YouTube wants to cancel Christmas? Uh, sure. <laughs> That's where we are, Corey Walsh. I love... One of the things I look forward to every holiday season is the war on Christmas. Because I am prepared for this thing to kick off. I'm prepared for the AKs to come out and for <laughs> liberals to get out there and start chopping down Christmas trees in people's living rooms. And it just never seems to come, Corey. The war on Christmas? Yeah. Are you okay over there? You look dist- yeah. <laughs> you look I look distraught. I'm just disgusted with this war on Christmas, Dan. The war on just Christmas. I'm disgusted. They're trying to kill Jesus, even though, you know, the uh, Romans already did that. And remember, guys, on this Christmas day that's coming up, sweet baby Jesus, which is actually what I'm drinking today. Here you go, Dan. Check oh, wow. that out. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Sweet baby Jesus and a festive matter. Yes. Remember that Jesus was a hero of the people killed by the state. So, Merry that's Christmas, all. So profound. I am so. Uh, didn't you say that last year? Is this going to be a tradition now? <laughs> Melamin Koniki Waki, or however the fuck you say that song, is a Christmas tradition. <laughs> Telling everyone that Jesus was a hero of the people being killed by the state is a Christmas tradition. I like to bring that one up to all my Blue Lives Matter family members. Hey! Happy Festivus, everyone! Hey! <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. We do. I think we do need to start the the celebration of this holiday season with tomorrow being Festivus, with airing our grievances about the war on Christmas. Because I used to, it used to like make me mad back when I was like a lot more uh, locked into Wait. the lefty ideology. Oh, what do you got? What you got for me? Libservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, at Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Libservative Pod. You can find our monologues at Libservative Podcast at WordPress.com. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast. And you can reach out directly at libservativepodgmail.com. Subscribe today. Member FDIC. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have I, any side I, effects? Please contact your doctor. I do appreciate. I do appreciate though how quickly you got that in because nobody listens to it anyway. Um, yeah. So the uh, the war on Christmas is something that used to actually like make me legitimately upset back in my like. Uh, 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 left lefty ideology days or liberal ideology liberal days. days. Yeah, yeah. It used to be. It used to be like, uh, no, nobody's nobody's fucking with Christmas. There's no war on Christmas because that's what you see, right? Like, isn't that the argument all over social media? It's like you have the you have well, con- well, Trump saved Christmas. Remember? Oh, that's right. I knew it. I knew that's that was the, the war case. On Christmas was over. It was close. It was. All- it was like it was a Cuban missile style standoff, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's got a great memory. This guy. <laughs> so now it just now it just makes me laugh i like it like right around like december like right around thanksgiving actually i start looking for like the the war on christmas tweets or like the war on christmas uh posts on facebook and all, the only people i ever see talking about a quote-unquote war on christmas is are like republican blue hairs like those are the only those are the only human beings talking about it. these liberals are trying to kill Christmas because they're I, trying to kill Santa because all that happens is like they'll see uh, like a like a uh, like a Washington Post story about how Starbucks changed their cups <laughs> and they'll be like <laughs> Starbucks is trying to kill Christmas single handedly. Meanwhile, so I'm going in there and I'm going to make my name Merry Christmas so they have to say it out loud. Meanwhile, you, yeah, that's right. I'm legally changing my name to Mary. You remember that shit when Christmas. people were saying they were doing that? Like, I'm gonna go to fucking Starbucks and write and may say my name's Merry Christmas, so they won't say Happy Holidays. They'll say Merry Christmas out loud. Never mind the idea that if you really want to propagate the idea of the season of giving and Christmas, instead of spending six bucks on a coffee for self indulgence. <laughs> Go give that six bucks to a homeless guy and just tell him Merry Christmas and make it meaningful and impactful. No, it's got to be all about you. Do, do you? Do <laughs> That's you, what the Christmas spirit is about. Oh, 100 percent. If it's not all about me, what am I in this for? People are assholes around the holidays. Do Do you think that like is the war on Christmas like that? Uh, like that overreactionary kind of conservative, like overreactionary, like Trump derangement syndrome type of equivalent. I would actually say it's worse because it literally doesn't exist. There is no fucking war on Christmas and there never has been as to where there are reasons to not like Donald Trump or it's, maybe that's a bad comparison. Maybe you have a better one. I don't know. I don't. Like what's the what's, silly. what's the liberal comparison to the war on Christmas, do you think? Uh like the liberal complaint that isn't is not real at all. Is it maybe like the overblowing of QAnon? Oh, no, no. It would be some coach in a bodunk town oh taking a knee to pray praying with some students yeah yeah you're indoctrinating you're indoctrinating your your public high school students into christianity <laughs> by taking yeah. a knee and praying on the at the center of the high school football field i like that that's that's better than mine yeah that's a good one right as is as is usual Corey walsh um oh i avoid the whole war on christmas um if I'm talking to someone who visibly doesn't look like they celebrate Christmas, I say happy holidays. <laughs> and if they don't, I just say Merry Christmas. Well, here's the thing that's here's the thing that's really stupid about that. It's like had someone freak out on me about either. Never once. Yeah, me that's the thing. Me neither. Never once. Me neither. And not to mention like happy holidays is 
a phrase that I remember for as long as I've been alive, and I'm. It's happy Honda hate Honda days. <laughs> Thirty four years old. No, I don't. I'm not buying a Honda. Uh, regardless. Oh, you're of, a Toyo. You're a Toyota Thon family. <laughs> yeah, I am. I absolutely Toyota Thon guy. Uh, so, How dare you say happy Honda days to me when I'm a Toyota Thon man? I totally it's forgot. a meme I saw. <laughs> I stole that one. <laughs> I totally forgot to put this up here. Uh, yeah. So. The, the, hasn't the phrase happy holidays been around forever? Like, I remember from when I was a little kid, and you know what? You know how I, I always interpreted it? Was like, it's a shorter way of saying Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> like, that's what I always thought it meant when I was a kid. Like, you're just, you're just cutting out the middleman. Oh, way to turn it to green. You're just a, you're a brilliant yeah, man. Yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, I get it. I'm with you on that. Christmas. Yeah, war on Christmas. It's over. Christmas, it's, but Trump saved Christmas, so we're good to Thank go. Thank God. We're good to go. Think if, if there's one thing that man did right, it was saving he Christmas. He won the war on Christmas. <laughs> that never even started. <laughs> he avoided it, man. I told you. It was like a Cuban Missile Crisis thing. Maybe maybe it'll be next year. Maybe next year will be the year that that war on Christmas finally starts, and these blue-haired Facebook boomers can really get upset about it. You know, I'm surprised there hasn't been like a holiday movie with that take. Either a comedy or like a weird uh hallmark holiday movie don't give an idea to those hollywood pedophiles Corey. don't you do that don't you give them another idea <laughs> the jewish cabal of hollywood yeah all those doesn't all those, make all those supposed jewish pedophiles by the Jews, out there. but doesn't make hanukkah movies they make christmas movies because you know they have so much power <laughs> I've never even I've never even like seen a Jew get upset when you wish them a Merry Christmas. I think it's <laughs> just because they kind of expect it. It's a uh, yeah. I've never I've never once had anybody get upset. Well, they planned it right. They made their eighth day on what Christmas Eve. Well, they planned it right. I don't think that's how it works, Corey. Yeah, they, they planned it right. They did. They got together. You know that's what they do. That's what Kanye says. And they got together and they're like, all right, let's let's make the eighth day right on Christmas Eve, so then our schedule is free for that Christmas, so we can still indulge in gifts from Santa. Mm, that's right. The communist socialist who just gives everything away for free and that wears red. That's absolutely right. Yeah, those do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Who, has, who has slaves in the North Pole? That's, is, these are the things we celebrate. Ben. That's that's the real that's the real conspiracy there, Corey Walsh. The fact that Santa's it's a red some socialist with slaves out in the tundra. He's just taken and given all day long. That sounded sexual in a way that I didn't mean for it to. I'm sure he is. Anyway, who I knows am, what's going on up there? It probably gets lonely. I am still getting ready for the war on Christmas to begin. And hopefully it'll be next year. I'm hopefully. locked and loaded, Dan. Sure, I got I got my chainsaw ready, so I can I can run into all these all these conservative people's houses and cut down their Christmas trees, and uh, you know steal all their stuff. Like be a, be a real live Grinch. That's what I'm waiting for. That's what the war on Christmas is going to be. It's everybody dressed up like the Grinch and stealing shit from conservatives, and then it'll be proof that the socialists have taken over. Can we talk about that real quick? Actually, the story of the Grinch sense around that story of Christmas. How everyone's like, oh, like it's this great Christmas movie when it's really like, like a fucking tragedy because it doesn't matter what the Grinch is doing at all because they live on a snowflake and their little planet's gonna pummel into like some slushy salt watered puddle on the side of the road and just melt. And they're all gonna die. So is Whoville supposed to be a metaphor for is climate that- change? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Whoville is a metaphor for climate change. Yeah, it's all going to melt. Because you remember, like, no, everyone brushes over that really quick of like how the fact that they're like they live on a snowflake that's just drifting in the sky. Mm. Mm. It's going to melt within days. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Come flying down it and crash into the earth. If they weren't using so many fossil fuels on that snowflake, they might last, you know, a couple more days. You're right. So there you have it. The old Grinch with uh, some sort of cardiovascular disease where his heart grew two sizes too big in a matter of minutes. And We'll have a moment of silence here for the Grinch. I was just, I wasn't trying to. Oh, that poor guy. And Whoville. Character, what a character. What's, your, what's the character for the Grinch? He has, he has a fucking heart disease. <laughs> That's He's a boomer. Arc. That's the problem. Grinch, the Grinch is a boomer. That's <laughs> the that's, character arc for the Grinch is heart disease. His heart expanded. That's why he's such an asshole, because he's a boomer. He has and he an ha- enlarged heart. And he hates all those liberals down in Whoville trying to... All those goddamn communists. Trying to give gifts to each other and whatnot. Pieces of for shit. Free? For free? <laughs> Not on my watch. Well, yeah. And then what, what did they do? No, actually, this is actually a really good fan theory here. The... <laughs> The Who's, the Who's really are these these horrible liberal mainstreamers because they completely cast out the Grinch, right? Because he I just had, write him off because he's green. Because he had outsider conservative ideas. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to think about this. We're gonna, I, I, I'm gonna have to consider this a little bit here before we're gonna talk about it next year for our New Year's episode. <laughs> no, Christmas is over <laughs> after New Year's. You're trying to kill Christmas. We're gonna go. Sorry, just no, because no, it's no. December twenty seventh, Christmas is dead. Oh man! Speaking of, uh, well, not speaking really of anything. That was a really bad segue. Uh, That's a great segue, Dan. I have faith in you. The situation with the Twitter files is uh, has gotten more interesting, wouldn't you say, Corey? It has a little bit. I'd say so. Because I think one of the points that. I made either last week or the week before when we started talking about this was that there really hadn't been a whole lot of evidence to this point that there was any, you know, actual violations of of freedom of speech. Uh, and I think to that point, there really hadn't been, even though it was claimed that there had been. I still don't know that you could de- necessarily say that there were definitely free speech violations here, but this is so much more borderline when you find out that the FBI was maybe kind of sort of actually coercing Twitter to censor speech on their platform. Because isn't that a government agency now uh, basically manipulating a private company that can do whatever they want uh, into censoring speech? That's kind of what I gather. They spent millions of dollars in Twitter like to do this and it's it goes it's right on part of what we've talked about in previous episodes of like what was it 654 million over the last 10 years that uh FBI and CIA have spent on informants well apparently that includes uh instilling uh employees at different places like Twitter and Facebook to push things like uh certain military propaganda as well uh that was re- that yeah. was revealed in in uh in, in the Twitter files um, and basically to shut down jokes. Now, I look at this as exactly what our headline says here, which is that the FBI is that employee that works harder to appear like they're working than they would if they were actually just working. 
just working. Yeah, the guy that just walks around the shop looking like he's busy when he's really not doing shit, pushing a broom, but like you see all like the pieces just like getting just pushed around, not actually getting cleaned up. Do you think it's 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 really interesting cuz like I've been thinking about this for a bit and I feel like I'm actually sort of willing to let Twitter at least partially off the hook for all of this nonsense at this point because you have to think about like like let's say you're like middle management at Twitter, right? And you're responsible in some way for like content moderation and the FBI comes to you and just goes Hey, nudge, nudge. Uh, you might want to almost knock my glass over. You might want to. Uh, you might. You might want to. You know, maybe downvote that or downvote. What is this Reddit? Uh, <laughs> you, you might want to uh, visibly that. filter. Yeah, you might want to visibly filter that. Uh, it's not a shadow ban, Dan. It's like it's like yeah. I'm just a fucking nerd who. <laughs> I'm just a tech nerd. Like, okay, sir. Yeah, whatever you say. I can do that. Right. Yeah. So that was actually one of my thoughts on it too. Is the FBI's major lead on the platform. A couple, now, remember, while the FBI is leaning on them, Twitter's legal team is Jim Baker, who's also FBI. And you have a bunch of these nerds who are probably on the spectrum <laughs> that are in there that are just techies. And like I know it, it almost kind of sounds like ableist. a joke, but I'm not being an ableist. It's just fact, you know, like the Silicon Valley is full of people that are on the spectrum that have autism. They're good with numbers. And they, uh, so you picture all of these guys who are just like wound up like tight, like a drum that are anxious, coupled with the, uh, the talks of all the, of section 230 being repealed by Trump, which is the, uh, the, um, the act that protects these social media platforms from being held liable for stuff that people put on their, on their platforms. Trump's talking about getting rid of that. The FBI is in here saying, well, you oh, fucking misinformation, disinformation, homies. You guys got to fucking nip this in the bud or, you know, it could be trouble or else. And then they're like, oh, fuck, we got to talk to our lawyer and the lawyer's FBI. And he goes, oh, well, you better fucking listen to him. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I feel like that maybe it wasn't almost as nefarious as being implied by the right wing nuts. Like clearly what's going on there was wrong and it wasn't right. But it sounds like it was just the FBI again taking advantage of just some idiots just like they did in the Whitmer <laughs> the Whitmer kidnapping. Yeah, it's there's like there's a lot of nuance to this, right? Because you you cuz you look at Twitter and you go, "Okay, obviously it's a tech company. You know, it's in Silicon Valley. We know that it's, you know, 97% liberals working there." Yeah. Like so like the correlation certainly tracks to where if you're a conservative and you're pissed about, you know, I don't know, whoever being justifiably pissed or sh- exactly or, or you know b- sh- banned or shadow banned like it's really easy to make that connection of like okay twitter liberals don't like trump don't like jack prosobiak or who the, whatever the fuck that guy's name is or and whoever whoever's been banned or shadow banned or downvoted or whatever the hell it is i sound like a boomer now like y- you you can totally get somebody making that correlation without being like some crazy right-wing nut conspiracy theorist right Right. And that's, I guess that's what I'm kind of getting at is uh, there's maybe don't be like just mad screaming at the clouds. Like there's some nefarious thing as much as it is incompetent. You could still be just as mad, but at least be mad for the right things. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I think it's a mix of biases so, and incompetence. It's one of my favorite some sort of nefarious action because 
Like the FBI, like they had so many, like they had like 80 agents working at Twitter and they had their own Slack channels and they were uh, pressuring Twitter to change their terms of service to get information on users. And like, like they like they said the Pentagon was spending millions on propaganda and making things up. Like Iran was harvesting organs, and they just all these guys were just like, well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't think they had any idea like what exactly to even fucking do because it was just incompetence. When the Chinese are actually harvesting organs, but I don't think we get a whole lot of uh, speech about that. Uh, yeah, I I look at it as as one of my new favorite. Uh, adages which is you know don't chalk anything up to nefariousness that you can chalk up to stupidity i mean i I think this is just this is turning out to be another example of that and uh i think i even kind of think of the fbi in general that way right like i never i don't it, it never seems like this is some sort of you know uh giant cabal of FBI agents getting together and going like, how can we fuck this group over? I literally think they're just the guy at work who's trying to look busy. Like that's right. that's really what just this looks like to me. Because a bunch like of when you think about stumbling in a dark room when someone moved the furniture the day before. Like when you think about when you think about uh, you know the, the the Whitmer kidnapping plot or what whatever the whatever it was, was it like fifteen of eighteen people or FBI informants? I mean it, there's that story and, and there's and there's multiple others. Now what it definitely says, whether you think this is a giant plot by the FBI or you're more on, on in my school of thought, where let's not chalk anything up to nefariousness that we can chalk up to stupidity. Either way, it's we can agree on the fact that defunding or abolishing the Fbi is definitely something that needs to happen like, i just don't yes, understand how santa you please possibly, if you're listening that'd be the best christmas gift i just don't understand how you can possibly like all all of the shit that has come out about this agency over the last what would you say Corey? the last decade uh certainly yeah. the last few years like what have they done that's good uh well no, I guess they stopped a plot they started. Hold on, I'm thinking. Whitmer. I'm thinking. Nothing. I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, nothing. Like, do you do you do you see the FBI like breaking up these um, uh, human trafficking rings that are supposedly so prevalent all over the United States, including here in Detroit? Uh, it's my understanding that Detroit is one of the most prevalent cities because we're a border city. Yeah, uh, where it's easy to get back and forth uh, to and from Canada. Uh, we have a population here that is, uh, you know, we have a a a a, a, a I don't know a, a big enough percentage. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't fucking speak to uh, uh, <laughs> we, we have a big enough percentage of our population that is lower income, um, a little bit desperate, right? I mean, everybody knows stories about Detroit. Everybody's heard the. It's a bit of the Wild West. Yeah, and so like, where's all that stuff? Like. Because and you you see people talk, and I don't mean to be one of these. Because well, Dan, that's hard to do. It's oh, hard yeah, to do right. that yeah. stuff. Same reason versus the government doesn't just do its fabricating job. stuff. Yeah, it's easier to make your budget worth it if you can just fabricate numbers and be like, "Look, we're stopping kidnapping." Same reason the government doesn't actually fix things like addiction and homelessness because they're right. Because then what are they going to run? Really on? hard to do. Oh yeah, yeah. Go, go. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, we'll fix it this time. I promise. I promise. Vote for me. I promise. We'll definitely finish. We'll definitely fix it this time. Like that, uncle, like that uncle that's constantly relapsing. 
92% said if I did, they'd go What, relapse? Yes, I think that'll go. That's constantly relapsing. And this time, I swear. I promise I'll get it right this time. I promise it. But at least you love your uncle, right? That's true. You definitely definitely don't. I mean, some people do love the party in which they vote for. So I guess, you know, that... uh, that correlation does make does make a little bit of sense, um, but yeah, it's and I and here it is. One more thing that's just getting hyperpolarized to the point where the FBI is just getting their little pass again. Where here they are meddling in free speech. Well, and it this whole this whole saga has kind of gotten me thinking a little bit more about like propaganda as a whole, um, because. I don't think if you're if you really take a step back and you really just like peer over the edge of that siloed echo chamber you live in, uh, not you personally, but uh, the royal you, if you will. Uh, you, you, I mean, it's not hard to see that we as Americans, even living in a quasi-democratic country, uh, we're some of the most propagandized people in the world, and some of that. I think has to do with the fact that the polarization has gotten so bad. It is a really, it is way easier to propagandize uh, your followers or what have you when you have an enemy, right? So when you think about, I, I don't know, World War II is a great example, right? Obviously, the Nazis had propaganda against the West, or against the Americans, against the British. Uh, and obviously, we had propaganda against the Germans and the Japanese. And we had that, they, we had that common enemy, right? The, those those people over there those are our those are our enemy and they you know the germans and the japanese did the same thing the issue is now that enemy is right here in front of you it's right here it's domestic it's the democrats it's the republicans and i almost feel like it's easier to propagandize because that enemy is right next door it could be your neighbor Corey. it could, it could be, be your neighbor could be that dirty maga voter does he have a mega sign in his front yard doesn't need one does can't need trust one. him no, he he signals with his red Bass Pro Shops hat, not the black one, <laughs> <laughs> but the red. When he wears that red one on voting day, you know, you know, he's that, that motherfucker's voting for Trump candidates over there. You and so, him straight. You see that? See that real tree shirt? Mm-mm-mm. And so Twitter, Twitter's just like the the like the the culmination of of that propaganda because we nobody thinks that they're propagandized. Nobody wakes up to the fact that they're propagandized. And I think every single one of us is to a degree. I, and I include you and I in that. Like, we're not right. we're not immune from that. I think even some of the best thinkers in the world are not immune from being at least somewhat propagandized. And you know that you can't have a legitimate conversation with somebody regarding, you know, the situation with Twitter and the FBI or, uh, you know, whatever the next thing is going to be if they, if they just, if they cannot own up to the fact that it's at least possible for them to be propagandized. Because you and I have both been, I'm sure you've been in arguments with people like that, Corey. It was like, nope, I'm right. Nope, nope, that's the way it is. Yep, nope, nope. Oh, when someone just blindly follows some narrative. And don't understand the fact <clears throat> that they're propagandized. But th- those are the people that are the most propagandized. They're the ones that are like so sure that they're not. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they just think they just have this blind faith in the institutions. And I, I even I, I even started thinking about and you can tell me what you think about this. Sorry, I did a lot of thinking today. That's probably why I can't talk. My brain's worn out. Um 
when it comes to the propaganda angle, I was thinking a lot about like cable news and how, I mean, the, the good part about cable news is that less and less people are watching it. You know, less and less people are kind of waking up to the fact that like, okay, these people aren't telling me the truth, whether it's Fox, CNN, MSNBC, it doesn't matter. But think about the people that are deeply propagandized by, uh, by CNN or Fox or MSNBC. Like, I think of like the, you know, 50 to 65 year old person who watched CNN when it first aired. Because when it first aired, it was just news. It was just news. Right. And they've watched it every it slowly, single day. Yeah. And it slowly, slowly started to propagandize them until we got to the point where we are like today. Like the boiling frog thing. Like they didn't realize it's like, how it was slowly getting changed into something different. It's like, what do you mean? I've trusted, it was probably I've the trusted same with Fox News life. even. Exactly. I, I, what do you mean? I've trusted them my whole life. I've watched them my whole life. It was just like... What, what what do you mean? What do you mean they're they're propaganda? They were the best news you know best news news network in the in the country, and like you can kind of have empathy for that a little bit, I think, or at least you should. I you know, in my opinion, no, that's fair. I mean, we're yeah, we we're coming up in a different age where it's like we don't watch the news. I don't come home and try to catch the six o'clock news. I don't watch the eight o'clock news and the nine o'clock news. I don't have someone that I go to as a single source of information for anything. I do for local news, but that's it. Just local. I don't even watch local news. I do occasionally, a couple times a week. Nope. I mean, I get, uh, you know, my phone will notify me of anything happening that's important. I follow different local channels <clears throat> of news, you know, on social media and stuff. And I'll like, I'm pretty up on like what's going on and stuff, but that's from reading articles and things like that. I don't sit down and have someone staring at me at a camp through a camera telling me like what the deal is like we're doing to people right now <laughs> you just don't you don't love Taryn asher like i do i don't expect any of our listeners to know who that is i don't even know who that is she's a local fox news personality she's been around a while smoke fox show? news fox 2 local local fox everybody chill out it's our local fox station it's not the same thing <laughs> she a smoke show she yeah she was <laughs> she's getting a little bit she's, up there. She's on the outs. She's getting a little bit up there. Well, God, now, now they're going to move her to morning. No, <laughs> I think she might already be. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's it's pretty easy to see that you know we're we're all propagandized, and I think everybody just needs to like when you when you start to get into like a political argument with somebody, just take a deep breath and be like, yeah. I'm probably propagandized a little bit. You're clearly propagandized a lot, but it's like there there, there is some empathy to be had there, I guess. I don't know, and right, I and don't, just, I don't do a very to, good job of it at all, to be honest. I need to work on it myself. Right. It just it goes to the idea that question any opinion you have on anything. Play your own devil's advocate. Whenever you read an article from somebody you like, read an article about the same topic by someone you don't like. Now, it doesn't have to be some grifter, like a sean hannity or something like so you have to sit there and just squirm the whole time they're spewing bullshit but find an alternative opinion on things like that and then you form your own opinion and, and that's how you try to make a concerted effort to get out of your own little personal political I silo think, i think the 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 cherry on top for that is like try to steel man your opponent's argument stop straw manning everything they say Right. You know? Don't get stop falling for ad hominems and yeah. or hyperbolic arguments and things like that. 
Steel Man it. it what, what's yeah. the best what's the best uh what's the best argument that their side has? Like and think about it. Right. Yeah, it's tough. You know what? It's the holiday season, Corey, and we're giving the gift of just trying to be a little bit more open minded. Political and cultural literacy is what I was going to say. We're just giving oh, there that you gift. go. Yeah. We're giving fostering political we're while some people are fostering kids on the holidays, we're fostering political and social literacy. And everybody who's political not political and cultural literacy. And everybody who's not fostering those kids is grooming them. Yep. Hundred percent. Dan. God damn it, I hate that word so much. I'm a groomer. Oh God, it's so bad. It's just <laughs> Do you think all the like dog groomers are just like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> Dude, it's, it's just a new word that's so elastic in its meaning, it means nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's Racist, like white supremacist, socialist, all those words. None of those Fascist, words. Nazi, they have, they have, communist. Yeah, they have no meaning. They have, they're so elastic in their meaning. You want to give people health care, you fucking communist? You dirty groomer, but you like touching <laughs> kids, too. <laughs> the guy's like, I'm a child's doctor. That's <laughs> my job. Well, shh, why'd you get into that profession? Like diddling kids, groomer, <laughs> diddling kids. What's uh, next, Dan? Oh man, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Elon's handling of Twitter because we've had um, we've had some time. We've gone over the Twitter files. We've talked about. I mean, we talked about this before, long before Elon even bought Twitter, which I'm sure a lot of uh, shows have. Um, but I went into this thinking like everything like Elon can't make anything worse. Okay. And I still, as of right now, believe that he has not. I don't think he's made anything worse. Uh, I think he has basically made it the same as it was before <laughs> because the discourse is still absolute trash. And honestly, I didn't expect it's still him. trash. There's still people getting banned and censored. Yeah, exactly. I still did. I didn't expect him to like fix the like anything like that cuz if you're if you're going to be a free speech absolutist like you're going to have trash discourse on twitter but that went out the window i well that's just it i th- i think i originally thought that elon being such a free speech absolutist was uh he was a mistake because he set a bar that was too high that he couldn't. Yeah, at achieve. the end of the day, dude, nobody's a free speech absolutist. Nobody is a free speech absolutist. Everybody, I think, including you and I, to a certain degree, Corey. No, there is something that somebody could say. I guarantee you, especially if you own Twitter, that you, at the end of the day, would be like, "Well, I should probably not let that be said on my fucking platform that I own and represents me as a goddamn person." So like there's it's 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 the same thing with like I'd like to I'd like to be a contrarian and say no but there probably is there's something I don't think anybody's actually a free speech absolutist nobody's com- entirely if there's something that we def we definitely couldn't say it on the air well oh, there you go well you well I don't know, maybe it's something <laughs> that just offends you because that seems to be like what's going on with Elon like he's only uh, he's at, at first it was like he was only shitting on and like shadow banning or not. I'll, I'll give him credit for this. He's not shadow banning. He's openly banning. <laughs> at least he's upfront about it. I'll be I'll be honest with you there. But it, it always it just seemed to be like people that were kind of getting on his nerves. Uh, and then you know he's. He, oh, I mean, a guy jumping on your car when your kids inside might so, get on your nerves a little bit. So let me ask you this then, 
Because I was going to bring that up next, which was the uh, the whole uh, jet following account, right? He had some maniac jump on his on his car that you know he wasn't in, but his kid was driving when he arrived. You know, he didn't have file a police report for that, though. R- right. Actually, I didn't know that, but I'm glad I know that now. From pretty sure, from what I read, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he didn't even file a police report about that. He just said that that happened and then banned the guy. But the arguments for that banning are like um you know it's 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 danger you know it's 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 an actual danger to 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 me and my family and the kind of the the establishment um <coughs> journalist like left-wing journalist class is like well that's all public knowledge it's in the FAA reports and i like i do have a bit of sympathy for Elon in that situation because it's like yeah but Who's gonna go on the FAA uh, on the FAA and and like find this? Stuff? I know it's public knowledge, but you the, could the person who has the Twitter account. Yeah, you could make did. the argument that like they're making it more public and easier to access his location than it otherwise would be if he hadn't tweeted it out. Well, here's the thing too. What's interesting about it is the kid that was doing that. It wasn't even that he did. That he didn't even. It's not that he disliked Elon. He was a huge fan. So he was excited to say where he was going, to see where he was going next, to talk to people. Everybody was like an that. Elon fan two years ago. Remember that? Yeah. That was a good remember, time in like, America. Remember that? Uh, so I'm going to pull it up real quick. Neil deGrasse Tyson is about to get canceled mm. because he uh, made a post that he said, while well, casting shade on Elon Musk for what he's done, is doing, or will do, try to pause and remember that he made electric cars a normal thing in society, and he commercialized space for cargo, satellites, and people. Count him among those who are inventing civilization's future. Yeah. He got dragged through the dirt. To which my response was, it doesn't matter. You're either 100% evil or you're 100% good. You can't be a good person who does bad things. You can't be a bad person who does good things. You are just one or the other when it comes to uh, particularly the, 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 the Twitter community. And it's right. fucked up. And my example was an example that's probably going to make a lot of people mad and might get us booted off of YouTube here. But it's like, do, so do we just give back all of the innovations that we got from Nazi Germany? Do we just get rid of them? Because bad people created them? Is that what we're supposed to do? Because no. that's kind of what it seems like to some of these people. Oh, Nazis created it, therefore we have to get rid of it. It's like, no, Nazis were pieces of shit that created some pretty cool fucking stuff that we still I think the today. only people that are going to be pissed off here right now, Dan, for saying that is anybody driving a Volkswagen vehicle. And I'm one of them. I own a Volkswagen. Oh, right. I own a Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Yes, I do. Nazi. Yes, I do. Well, did you see that that Alyssa Milano tweet where she was like yeah. getting rid of her Tesla and buying the electric Volkswagen? And somebody was like, oh, "Wow, if you think the owner of Tesla is a Nazi, wait till you find out about the the guy who created <laughs> about Volkswagen, Volkswagen. <laughs> or aspirin Bayer." Yeah, all that stuff. It's like I guess we just have to give it back now because they were bad people. It's like there is there's just nuance to this shit. If you think Elon's a piece of shit, I mean there are arguments to be made for that. He seems like he's being kind of a little petty boy here. He's uh, you know, he's, he's he, a fucking troll, he but he's grown up well. in the same world as all of us. Everyone's acting like being a troll on the internet is new. It just blows my mind that every single day everyone pretends like trolling on the internet is something new. 
the the he, the way he tweets, the way he talks on face or on Twitter or whatever. I just pay no attention to it because he's a fucking troll. Well, Corey, you know what? It's 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 the ty- it's whatever what side are you on while trolling, right? Because uh the big issue one of the big issues is that right like it was hypocrisy that Elon was was banning certain journalists from Twitter. And I agree, that's absolute hypocrisy. I'm not 100%, 100%. I'm not that's trying to deny that that's the case. But what I am going to say is that one of those accounts, which has, I believe, since been reestablished, is a journalist that we've talked about multiple times on this show, Taylor Lorenz of the Washington Post. Okay. Like, you want to talk about Elon's hypocrisy? Go take a look at Taylor Lorenz's hypocrisy. She is the woman that will go on Twitter and, and, and talk about how uh, uh, social media bullying is bad. Uh, it gets people hurt. It's like it's a literal weapon used by the right. While well, she sits there and she fucking starts pylons of conservative thinkers herself. Like if that's right. if that's not the epitome of social media bullying, I don't know what is. So like I, I'm just like this hypocrisy argument. It's like is Elon being a hypocrite? Yes, I will fully admit that. Is Everybody who's shitting on Elon that's part of this, you know, liberal beltway DC journalist class, also a fucking hypocrite. Absolutely all day, every day. What are we even arguing about? You're all assholes. Yeah, maybe if we all just agree that we stop putting faith and power into one or two people that are elites based on what we think their ideal, what we hope their ideological views are, we may all be better off. And can we can we also not, I I love all the fact that Elon tried to back out of the buying this Twitter buying Twitter he tried to back right, out because he this started deal. to see all this shit from the beginning and he's they like, would, I don't want nothing to do with this and they wouldn't let him like can we get, like I love all that part's just forgotten right like this is just a a, a right wing platform now right which has now been disproven with the next thing that we're going to talk about which is Elon possibly stepping down because of the 5743 Twitter poll should I step down or should I not <laughs> based on a Twitter poll yeah but but that's <clears throat> but that leads me to to a weird uh, a weird hypothesis that I think you also came to kind of simultaneously was that like I got a weird feeling this is all part of Elon's plan I really do I think he realized what a cesspool this is I think he realized what a what a what a shitty job this is to run <coughs> this dumpster fire of a tech company and he went all right uh i'm gonna let the people decide and i know what they're gonna decide like you know he went into that twitter poll knowing he was going to get voted to to step down as ceo there's no way he didn't know that and it disproves this this idea that twitter has now somehow become this right-wing platform uh, this uh, of you know white supremacists and racists and you know transphobes and homophobes because I mean, what was it? It was fifty-seven forty-three, right? Yeah, I think so. So we know at least fifty-seven percent of the people on there are not right-wing, you know, racist transphobes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just saying, yeah. When everyone was as soon like like there was just some switch, like it was like a the fucking Kentucky, like the the Kentucky Derby, like everyone's at the gate, like ramping up sitting there and barking ready to go as soon as elon got it like as soon as he took over just all the racists are like fuck eight chan we're going to twitter oh no there's 
five million tweets of just the N word. <laughs> and then those five million voted to get rid of the guy who gave him the power for to say the N word. <sighs> oh, yeah. So yeah, it's a mess. I think it was part of Elon's plan. Orgasm? Think, what was that? I, I know. It was like a, it was a, a reverse orgasm. That was whatever the opposite of an orgasm is. <laughs> an aneurysm? <laughs> oh, God. I just went, like, tucked up inside myself. Um, yeah, so, like... Looking like a little acorn. Uh, the, the hypocrisy. <laughs> really is honestly uh the 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 hypocrisy is the hypocrisy is real and i don't care anymore right i wonder who he's gonna have because like i saw tom anderson the owner of myspace myspace let's give let's give tom a shout out (laughs) you know the back when the social media days were good you just let you just have a top eight and make a song your profile we all learned how to html code what do you think Tom Anderson's net worth is in 2022. Like, how much money did he make on MySpace? Probably enough to where he doesn't ever have to look at his bank account ever and buy whatever he wants. I'm gonna try and find it. Let's see. Tom, Tom Anderson's net worth. Net. Yeah, we really let that guy down, man. Like, we didn't know how good we had it with MySpace. Like, if MySpace was starting to get big again, I would hop on there in a second. According to CelebrityNetWorth.com, I don't know how serious this is, uh, he's got a net worth of $60 million. So I, yeah. I would have expected it to be more, but certainly a respectable number, you know. Yeah, that's true. But I miss the MySpace days. What's up, Bright Nice? I miss it, too. Quite a bit. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Can't say that. You can't say that. Can't say a Merry Christmas word. Bad. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy Honda days. <laughs> Stop trying to start the war on Christmas, Corey. I don't want to have to go cut down my neighbor's tree. I'm just gonna dump out the water from their little bowl. <laughs> just let it die slowly. You're just gonna. You're gonna. Like Christmas deserves. <laughs> this goddamn pagan holiday, which is pretty funny place. that. All the Christians celebrate like what's essentially a pagan holiday. No, oh, don't you know Jesus was born under a fir tree? You didn't know that? The- <laughs> a fir tree that was over a manger in the middle of the desert in the middle of winter. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh god. Just like Easter, just like Easter, Jesus rises rises from the dead on a different day every year. <laughs> isn't that weird? It's really weird. Well, it's a miracle, happened. man. Oh, man, do you have anything else to say about Elon's demise or grand plan coming together? Because I think it's his grand plan coming together. I think this is his out. You know what I mean? He went in. He trolled a little bit. He exposed the things about the company he wanted to expose. Pulled all the skeletons out of the closet. And now he's just going to peace out. I, I can't, you know, it's like I was sitting there like wondering, like, well, what the fuck is Elon doing? What is he doing? He's acting like an erratic moron here. Ah, this is why he's a fucking genius. And I'm not. <laughs> right. Yeah, I wonder, like, can you imagine if, like, Lex Friedman actually did it? That'd be pretty great. You know what's but interesting? Know- like, Lex Friedman is one of those guys. He is such a unique human being. I don't know why I feel like saying this right now. But Lex Friedman is one of those, like, brilliant human beings that's also a really good entrepreneur that isn't a complete fucking narcissist. Which is really weird because he wears a suit <coughs> at every podcast he does. But if you listen to him speak, he's very stoic. It's it's he's, a, yeah. he's an interesting cat. Yeah, that's that's now that is a 
uh, mindset that I think we should all strive for is just stoicism. Everybody just be Lex Friedman. Just stop letting your emotions drive your opinions. Like I think that's one of the greatest things you and I have ever done is we started looking at politics like sports. Well, that's the thing is like you can get emotional when you first hear something, right? Like you can have a reaction, but like keep it to yourself for a second. You know what I mean? Like I understand. Like I'll hear things, like I'll read things and be like, and they'll they'll piss me off. But what people always do is they immediately retweet it or they immediately share it on Facebook before they they want to be the first comment. It's like just take a second. Is this real? Who's reporting this? Who's saying this? Why are they saying it? What is the the financial incentive to saying this? So, like, I don't know. Nobody, nobody does it. Everybody's everybody's got to get to their next thing. Everybody sucks. And we're all gonna die. I'm just Merry gonna, Christmas. I'm gonna, Show's I'm over. I'm just gonna tell everybody to read Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Malice would, would support that. <laughs> oh anyway what do we got next? Right, enough about twitter uh, yeah twitter is just no surprise fbi is infiltrating and influencing the public towns the public town square the unit party does what it does best Corey. spend your money on shit nobody wants sounds about right the omnibus bill uh i have surprise surprise and the interesting thing about the omni actually it's not even in- why do I say everything's interesting? This isn't interesting, but we're gonna talk about it anyway and try and make it interesting. That's the kind of the whole we're point of the make, fucking show. Uh we make it interesting. Which is that you have two sides of an argument that are actually arguing for the same fucking side. You have uh conservative media talking about and Donald Trump himself talking about how this bill is an unmitigated disaster. Uh and then you have the, I guess, Democratic establishment media, the uh, the 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 uh, Beltway people, talking about how this is a this is a grand coming together of Republicans and Democrats, and what I can say is that uh, in my thirty four years on this planet, living in this uh, oligarchic faux democracy, is that anytime something is bipartisan. It's generally a disaster <laughs> because they both work for the same people, which we've talked about multiple times before. And how do we know that, Corey? I'm going to tell you how we know that. Okay, I didn't. I was like, wait, does he want me to say? No, it no. Or? This bill was four hundred ish thousand, four hundred ish thousand pages. So, like that's... Like, Amen, brother. <laughs> Look at that profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a split between Biden and Trump. That would make that that picture so much better. Liberals and conservatives are bad. Well, we sort of fucking pretty much agree. <laughs> it's funny because he just clicked <laughs> on a show called Libservative. So, it's <laughs> uh, but no, that is actually the point. It's it's a very ironic name. Uh, but anyway, four thousand ish pages in this omnibus bill, which you know nobody read. Right. Like I, I don't think people really. I don't think you can like fathom how long 4,000 pages actually is. Nobody read this bill. But at the end, what comes out of it? $772 billion for non-defense discretionary programs in this spending bill. $858 billion for defense. Sounds about right. And it shouldn't. 
It shouldn't sound right. It shouldn't. When no. You, why, are, why are you spending more abroad than you are at home? Now, I, I know I say that like I'm like new to this game. Like I understand that this is how remember, it's always come out. Remember when everyone, going back to Elon real quick, remember when everyone attacked him for not spending $6 billion for ending world hunger? And all he did was like, show me the receipts or like, show me the plan and I'll do yeah. it. And here the government could do that. Uh, what would that mean? Like fucking like 80 times, 90 times or something like that with that money. We could all be living fat and sassy, Dan. But what, like, what do we know? What do we know about this? That it, like, this isn't new when it comes to spending packages. This isn't new at all. When you have more money being spent, uh, almost, almost eighty billion dollars more being spent on defense. That is how you know we live with a fucking uniparty because, goddammit, Republicans and Democrats, if they can agree on one thing, Corey Walsh, what is it? Begins with a W? War. War. All the time. Weapons. Every single time. Warmongering. <laughs> you trying to come up with other W words? Yeah, all the Ws. Warehouses. That's all I got. Warehouses. For weapons. To store weapons. Warehouses for weapons. They love Where, Ws. Weapon warehouse. They love the W's. Forty-five world domination. Forty-five billion of that to go to Ukraine uh, to fund Nazis. So actually, about fifteen billion. The other sixty percent will just disappear. (laughs) Did I? Didn't I just hear? I'm sorry, I didn't look at this. Didn't I just hear that the fucking Pentagon lost another like thirty billion dollars for like the second time in twenty years? It just disappeared. I don't know what the number was, but they just—it's just gone. We don't know where it is. (laughs) yeah when they're like hey where's the receipts they go uh what receipts i'll tell you where it is it's in the hands of like some form of terrorist somewhere they could be brown they could be white they could be any 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 sort of color but that's probably where that money is in the form of weapons uh so other things in this bill medicaid provisions that would disenroll 19 million people now i look at this and i go I thought Democrats were the party of giving people he- more people health care. Like, wasn't that what? Now I got the hiccups. Wasn't that what Obamacare was supposed to well, be? Even though it all, Dan, all it was raising the, our premiums. The decision is easy when it's pinned up against war. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. If we, if we, th- those 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 nineteen million that are going to have to give up their Medicaid. You know what? Buy a goddamn Ukrainian nope. flag. They're great patriots. They're great patriots. They're gonna. They're, yep. That money is going to be sent to Ukraine to fight off this horrible enemy, and then one day, at some point, when shit hits the fan, use those weapons against us. <laughs> at least that's what they. At least they got that right. I don't see Ukrainians uh, trying to come back against Americans as much as other terrorist groups. Corey. They're Nazis. That is true. <laughs> well, not all of them. Just, just broad brush all Ukrainians <laughs> as Nazis. No, no, but yeah, there are. There's a, a, a decent faction in Eastern Ukraine that is. But those are the people that will end up with the weapons. You know that because it's it's not the the people that just want to be a, an independent Ukraine 
that uh that are going to be like I need those weapons. It's going to be the Nazis that are going to have some other agenda following this war that they're going to have to carry out. Well, thank God we spent a bunch of money on other weapons to give to the people to fight them next. What did this uh what did this bill not include, Corey? Did not include expansion of the child tax credit. Hmm, man, I thought those Democrats, they love the poor people, right? I thought they love the poor people. Uh, and uh, legislation for weed companies to uh, bank their cash reserves. Yeah, let's just Not keep them. Let's just see. Let's keep, let's keep a multi-billion dollar industry just uh, out of the banks and cash, and cash, keep it a cash industry. Other things, funding of the January 6th attack uh, prosecutions. We got it. We got to make sure. We get all these trespassers prosecuted, and we're going to spend two hundred. <laughs> we're going to spend two point six billion dollars on it. Uh, goddamn squatters! That's par for the course. You know, we want to we want to uh, get all those squatters locked up, just like how New York is trying to involuntary has- involuntarily hospitalize the homeless. Higher maximum Pell Grant awards. I don't really have a feeling on that one either way. Uh, increased support for military veterans. A whole four point six percent pay raise. For those troops, Corey Walsh. Wow, really? Oh, well, really thank doing a good God. job. Really doing a good job. Take care of those half troops. Of what the inflation rate was. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even keep up with inflation. Oh man! And uh, what was it? A 20, then they wonder 20, why. Then they wonder 4. why their recruitment numbers are down. Uh, well, more people are waking up to the fact that uh, you're fighting for a system that doesn't care about you. A twenty-two point four percent increase in support for uh, VA medical care. Well, that's good. So my dad now, goes to the VA. It's a shit show. Now some of those uh, homeless veterans might actually get their meds. Uh, beefing up nutrition assistance. I, I guess that's cool, but that's probably some sort of proxy for something else. God, um, we're such terrible cynics, aren't we? Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, dude, I'm going to be a cynic when we sit here and we watch these two fucking parties pretend like they're against each other to turn the people against each other. To write a check for $800 billion for war. That supports both of their special interest groups. You know what's so interesting about that is, my God, if we had done this podcast, like when podcasting first started, we would be these unbelievable conspiracy theorists. We probably still are to some people, but those are that's fine. Those people are idiots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I told you I was half in the bag when the show started. So here we are. Attaboy. boy, I was napping. I woke up at six twenty-five. I go fuck. <laughs> Uh, more support for the environment. Green energy. Got to have that. $10.1 billion, or I'm sorry. Uh, $576 million for the Environmental Protection Agency. Bringing its funding up to $10.1 billion. Hmm. That's kind of good and bad. That's that's The EPA is one of those nuanced ones that we'd have to probably do a whole show on to get our actual opinions across. Yeah, like EPA, uh, OSHA, um the fish and wildlife regulatory uh thing there's there's like three of them that i think that like worth their salt additional funding for capitol police Corey, 132 million dollars to capitol police for a total budget of 735 million so they can let people into the capitol well yeah if they're gonna keep being shitty at their job they gotta make sure they have protection to do it (laughs) i come on some of them, some of those people, especially outside, they did a nice job that day. 
They put they, Wait, who? They put forth an effort. I don't know who's that blonde broad that was at one of the uh, one of the hearings. I think the first one. She got beat up pretty good. Anyway, no, I'm talking about the people inside the the uh, the assholes in there that we just talked about that just piss away our money to make weapons to drop on poor kids in Middle Eastern countries. Oh yeah, I guess, I guess if they're gonna keep making being shitty at their job to the point where people want to actually storm the capital. They got to at least make sure they're protected while they're in there being shitty at their jobs. You're going to love this one, Corey. Investments in homelessness prevention and affordable housing. Legislation would provide $3.6 whole billion for homelessness assistance, which is a 13% increase when so, the entire defense budget could fix that problem. Right. So <laughs> when we talk about... When we talk about homelessness prevention, is it after we send them over into war to get PTSD or or when we don't take care of their mental health issues and then they're already homeless? Well, this is in or general. This is all is homelessness. Is this money this to try to help veterans. prevent that by like dealing with mental health crises and propping up wages for people who can work 40 hours a week and not have to rely on the government for things? Well, this or is this... This is a this is general homelessness. This isn't just for veterans. Well, you know what I say, Dad? Just feed the homeless to the hungry and solve all the problems. Ah, ah that's what Jesus always said. That's Jesus always said. I'd drink to that, Corey Walsh. <laughs> I'll check the that. Just fucking feed the homeless to the hungry. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus, everyone. It's a Festivus miracle! <laughs> ah. Uh, more resources for children's mental health and for substance abuse, but it doesn't give a number. Uh, TikTok bans from... Uh, I know, I know we're cynics, but like in all reality, those are programs we can get behind. Yeah, but why is there no number? Because it's probably ridiculously small. Yeah. One million dollars. I mean, I'm sure it's in the actual bill, but again, it's 4,000 fucking pages. Nobody, even the biggest internet sleuth, is running through that trying to figure trying to find out. I wonder out how much of that money goes to Twitter. It's a good question. Just in general of the ominous bill. Now, they got something really important in here, Corey. They're, What's that? The, the, that is the ban of TikTok from federal devices. I can get behind that one. I mean, but aren't you happy that that priority worked its way in when you could literally just be like, hey, if you work for government, like everybody knows that the Chinese run this company, could we just maybe keep it off of our devices? You had to put it in a goddamn bill. Right. You know, it's funny you actually mentioned TikTok because I was thinking about this today. I saw a commercial for TikTok and it was Tony Hawk. Like it was a, it was like a promotion for TikTok and it was Tony Hawk in the video or whatever. And I was thinking about how like immediately I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you doing, Tony Hawk? And then it's like, I forget that not everyone's a freak like you or I paying attention to all this shit. And how many people are probably just in the dark and the idea that like bite dance literally has backdoors into TikTok to where the Chinese government can just fucking surveil anything you do. Yeah, I wouldn't expect Tony Hawk to know that. He just wants a skateboard, bro. I still love his video games. Greatest video games ever. No, that's not true. That's not true. But I used to love the shit out of Tony Hawk Underground. I was always a big fan of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. That was the... uh... That was the one you played. That was my favorite. Yeah. No, I like. I loved Underground. I loved how you had to like follow this career of a 
skateboarder or whatever. Did you ever play skate? I played skate a little bit. Skate so much. That's better when than you had to ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I ah. it was all free stick work and it was all like open world. It was pretty badass. Rob, Dyrdek, yeah, well, Tony Hawk Underground was, was open world. Oh, well, that's right, it was. Who knows? And we are I'm, we are not skate nerds, and nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> no, I can ollie. I can't. I landed a kickflip once in my entire life, and ever since then, I just keep busting shins. You got pictures? No. And you got nothing. You uh, got nothing. Anyway, do we have anything else to talk about? Oh, yeah, we had to talk about... Uh, um, no, that was that was everything we had to talk about, unless you want to get into the uh, natural immunity stuff. Um, I don't know. We could save that for next week. I think so. I think it's something that'll definitely be relevant next week. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be headed into the new year, a new COVID year of 2023. God damn it. I was about to say 2024. <laughs> I just skipped a whole year. <laughs> just trying to get through this shit. Uh, I got to take a nap. Corey, tell the people where they can find us. Hillikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. All right, so that's where people can find us. Libservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Libservative Pod. You can find our monologues at libservativepodcast.wordpress.com. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Tell a friend if you like the show. Share it with a friend. That's the best Christmas gift you can give us. Oh, have a give merry us a good Christmas! Hey, happy Festivus, Festivus everyone! <laughs> it's a Festivus miracle. Happy Festivus, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever non-secular holiday you might non-secular. I mean, secular holiday that you might celebrate. Uh, we'll see you one more time before the new year. Until next time, he's been Corey Walsh. And he's been Dan Griffin. He's been Libservative. And we are out of here. To say Merry Christmas to you.